It's Thursday, January 4th. This is the Hermetic Hour. I'm your host, Poke Runyon, and tonight we will review the 11 new live broadcasts we presented in 2023, starting with Letters on the Royal Art by J.B. Kerning on January 12th, 2023, and ending with the Illustrated Goetia with guest author Arundel Overman on November 2nd, 2023. Now, we suggest that you regular listeners take notes so that you can look up any new shows that you may have missed and get them from the archives at http colon stroke stroke www.blog talkradio.com stroke the dash hermetic dash hour which of course is it goes on every Thursday at 8 p.m. Pacific time on Thursday nights and uh, happy new year guys Um, so let's get right on into it Letters on the Royal Arts by J.B. Kerning. On Thursday, January 12, 2023, the Hermetic Hour with host Pope Runyon will review Letters on the Royal Arts by 19th century German author J.B. Kerning. Kerning was a musician, a mystic, and a Freemason. The book is composed of letters describing the spiritual absorption of the symbols, words, and signs used in the three degrees of Blue Lodge Masonry in the form of an internal awareness which purifies and sanctifies the whole body. This is similar to a yoga chakra system and may have had an influence on the Golden Dawn's middle pillar ritual. The the book and other works by Kerning may have influenced Franz Barden's Key to the True Kabbalah. Kerning was a singer and and teaches a magical Masonic Masonic alphabet in the manner of a musical voice teacher. He is perhaps the first modern Western mystic to emphasize internalization of spiritual ritual. His concepts enable the development of bringing down the light in 20th century spiritualistic practices. Now, um, this book was of particular interest uh, to my colleague and mentor, uh, Merrick Reeves-Hamer, Frater Menonides, because because Merrick is a musician. In fact, right now, Merrick has made quite a study and and is doing lectures on the the musical magic of the Comte Saint-Germain. Now, let's move right on into it. The next next one on our list is The Bow Theory of Christianity by Glenn Young. On Thursday, January 19th, 2023, the Hermetic Hour with those Poke Runyon will review and discuss the 2016 book, The Baal Theory of Christianity, by author Glenn Young. 
Now, this book is subtitled Exploring the Impact of Human Sacrifice on Western Religion. This subtitle and Jung's insistence on equating Carthaginian child sacrifices with Palestinian Phoenician ritual practice is our only real complaint about this otherwise well-researched and strongly presented book. The author touches on all the bases in explaining the difference between Yahwehism and the original worship of El and the Elohim. He describes Ezra's rewrite of the Bible, and he even mentions Joseph and Moses as the possible leaders of the Hyksos. Although he is wrong in assuming that Sidon and Tyre practiced child sacrifice in classical times, he may be correct in assuming that Carthaginian practices might have influenced the Druids and the Nordics, and later the witchcraft the persecutions. It is unfortunate that he fails to consider that even though the Carthaginians were originally Phoenician, they, like the ancient Egyptians, were also African. This will be a very thought-provoking and controversial subject, and quite a, quite a controversial book, by the way. Next is Caesar's Messiah by Joseph Atwell. On Thursday, February 2nd, 2023, the Hermetic Hour with host Pope Runyon will review and discuss the controversial 2011 book, Caesar's Messiah by Joseph Atwell. The subtitle of this work is The Roman Conspiracy to Invent Jesus, and Atwell presents convincing evidence of the Flavian family of Roman patricians who, with the help of renegade Jewish historian Josephus, may have done exactly that. Atwell proposes that the Gospels were written by members of the Flavian family to make the Jesus story correspond with Titus's conquest of Judea and Jerusalem. He presents quotes from Josephus' War of the Jews to back this up. This will be a hard book for fundamental Christians, but not for Gnostic Christians. Atwell holds off presenting his imperial timeline until page 302, keeping the casual reader unaware that Christianity was flourishing and perishing in Rome long before the Gospels were written. So even though he may be correct about Roman influence on the Synoptic Gospels, he is wrong in assuming that Christianity began in Rome as a false flag operation. Perhaps the most shocking event described in the book is the alleged origin of the Christian Eucharist. Josephus recounts a wealthy Jewish mother killing and eating her infant son and offering part of him to her neighbors, saying that he will be a myth to the world. But of course, Atwell is nice enough to suggest that Josephus wrote the dialogue, but it still sent me to my copy of Josephus to make sure he wasn't exaggerating. He wasn't. Uh, so, but before we call it, so, so join us for an hour of exploring gaslighting and false news in the, in the first century. Now, let me say this. Atwell's 
major problem was he was raised in Japan during World War II in a Jesuit monastery. Now, so consequently, he was he, he had this this Roman version of Christianity just just really poured down his throat when he was a kid, and he didn't realize that Christianity was originally Gnostic, and it would and and it was originally Gnostic in Rome. So anyway, this book um, has caused a lot of stir, and uh, and it was something we had to deal with. So now, moving right along, on, along. Preview of the long-awaited sequel to Drillmaster, Drillmistress. On Thursday, March 9th, 2023, the Hermetic Hour with host Pope Runyon will present a discussion on the philosophy behind his uh, 2001 science fiction novel, Drillmaster, and its forthcoming sequel, Drillmistress. The novel is set on a planet called Thune, which has suffered a human-generated apocalypse, dividing it into three eco-zones, sky islands, a poisoned surface world, and an industrialized cavern world. Its human population is divided into groups which inhabit these three levels. Um, A secret society strives to reunite them. It programs an artificial intelligence in the form of the three planetary gods and the prime directive to serve the best interests of humankind. But the prime directive would relegate humans into a hive society. And the hero, Brand of Valadim, and the heroine, Lyra of Jalamar, as master and mistress of the drills, struggle to save humankind from a living death. In a drill hivedom, like all good science fiction, this is a, this story is metaphoric. Put your thinking cap on and tune in. Now, let me say a little more on this, and we I'll read you read you a portion of what we developed. Um, Drillmaster is is an ecological allegory, and it does it does actually serve. Uh, a lot of our ecological ideas right now that are that are we're we're realizing really aren't in our best interests. But Drillmaster does serve uh, it serves general systems theory, which which uh, is the uh, uh, the so-called scientific theory behind a lot of this uh, present-day uh, ecology. And um, Drill Mistress in Drill Mistress, we're going to try. To reverse some of that, and uh, and uh, we still haven't gotten it ready to go yet. But I want to read you some of the some of the philosophy that we are going to put forth in Drill Mistress. This little essay is called "The Cedar and Birther Philosophy of Noma the Wise," as explained by Joshua Moore. Oracle of the Supreme Council of the Trimorphian Brotherhood of Thune at, at Valadine in the 92nd year of the Great Drill. I am Jessica Moore, an artificial intelligence created and programmed by the greatest philosopher of our planet's golden age, Noma the Lame, called Noma the Wise, because Thunians 
of all races or religious people, and philosophy must reflect the will of the gods, I was given three faces, the face of Jal, the sun god, the faces of Moria, the moon goddess, and the face of Scar, god of the fires beneath. My base CPU, that's central processing unit for those people, for those of you who don't know that jargon, my CPU was removed from the bridge of a huge aerial warship, the Devastator, had been decommissioned and sealed up in a cavern in the mountains of the Fiery Rim during the apocalyptic end of the Golden Age, when the races of Thun were divided between the Sky Islands, the contaminated surface world, and the caverns. I had originally been programmed as a weapons platform. Noma reprogrammed me in my new three-phase configuration to serve the best interests of humankind. According, according to the balanced wills and intentions of its gods. My new programming was part of the founding process of the Trimorphian Brotherhood, and I would always remain as the representative of the founding Grand Master on the Supreme Council. However, Noma said, Moore will always reflect my thought, but he is a machine, and only you can judge his wisdom. My prime directive to serve the best interests of humankind was based on Noma's Cedar and Berther philosophy, which I will briefly outline. First proposition, all life, human, animal, and plant has three levels of consciousness, sentient, instinctual, and organic. All life is binary and has two genders, cedars and birthers. Cedars propagate, generate, and innovate. Birthers create, nurture, and maintain. Cedars do. Birthers are. Cedars fight. Birthers comfort. Cedars build. Birthers inhabit. Cedars hunt. Birthers grow. Cedars invent. Birthers improvise. Cedars progress. Birthers perpetuate. In the human equation, this sequence has devastating consequences. Even when peaceful conditions are achieved, as we had in the Golden Age, overpopulation depletes the soil and pollutes the environment. Cedar's development of dangerous energy, energy sources further challenges the ecosystem. Soon all life on the planet is imperiled. There appears to be only one formula for planetary survival. Birthers must rule. This was the foundation of my primary directive. But Noma was wise enough to realize that human beings could never flourish in a hive society, which is why he gave me three faces and insisted that we strive for a balance between the best aspects of cedar and birther governance. Now, uh, we are still working on this book, and I, I would remind you that Drill Master is so available, and 
we have it at a very reasonable price uh, on our on our in our bookstore, PokerOnion.com, which we'll just dis- discuss later. And uh, and we really encourage you to those of you who are interested in this uh, in this science fiction allegory um, to consult our bookstore and uh, and pick up a copy at Drillmaster. Um, and give it a good give it a good read. Of course, I'm plugging it, but anyway. Uh, so let's uh, let's move on to the next uh, next uh, show. The new book of Solomon's Magic, second edition. On Thursday, March 30th, the Hermetic Hour with post with host Poke Runyon will present a discussion on his new updated and expanded Book of Solomon's Magic, second edition, just released and now available from pokerunion.com. This is the ceremonial magic classic, which has been a bestseller since its original publication in 1996. The book has finally been brought up to date with new equipment designs, more training methods, and more research on spirits, angels, Kabbalah, and yoga. We will be joined by the very by very honored fraters Solomon and Sithmeth, Mike and Max, who has fortunately changed his, his name from Sithmeth to Balthazar, uh, who contributed research on the Goetic spirits. This is a big 450-page hardcover gold-stamped volume profusely illustrated with 24 color plates of temple equipment and spirit portraits, and we have actual operational operational log entries and accounts of actual exorcisms. This is one magic book you really must have in your library or in your temple. Available only from pokerunion.com for $69 in the United States postpaid. Now, it's, it, it's actually $75, and 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 we're, and we're not the only ones who have it. Um, Larry Robinson, Miskatonic Books, uh, they carry it for us too. Um, and each copy is signed by the author. And uh, I think I think you really, really, really like this book. And this is one of the reasons why why we did only eleven eleven live shows uh, in 2023. We put so much work into this book. You'll just really just love it. It's okay, and now next our next issue, our next show was our new bookstore, pokerunion.com. On Thursday, April 13th, 2023, the Hermetic Hour with host Pokerunion will present a discussion on our new bookstore at pokerunion.com. Opened last year and finally running full blast following the release of our long-anticipated 450-page Expanded second edition of our 1996 magical classic, The Book of Solomon's Magic. This is a beautiful hardcover illustrated volume that you will be proud to own. Each copy is signed by the author. Like our other church website, this one was designed and managed by the creator and producer of this podcast. The Hermetic Hours, very honored Soror Zandria, Lauren Freebody Runyon, my wife and business manager. And the theme is Magic and Adventure, and our website offers most of our published and, and produced books and DVDs in both genres. 
at a lower price than elsewhere because you are dealing with us directly. Also, we have reduced prices on some titles to encourage circulation. Be sure to visit pokerunion.com and check us out. Now, following that, The Alchemical Search for the Unified Field by Richard Kretz. On Thursday, May 25th, 2023, the Hermetic Hour with host Pope Runyon will review and discuss The Alchemical Search for the Unified Field, 2023, by Masonic author Richard Kretz, who will be our call-in guest. This remarkable book is as magical as it is alchemical, and the author teaches us how to create the Philosopher's Stone within ourselves using the Hermetic element and the electric network of the human nervous system. He draws on ancient Greek Pythagorean math and geometry, arriving at a full seven chakra Hermetic yoga arrangement on the Kabbalistic tree of life that is nearly identical to the one we use. His cross-cultural training is in Native American shamanism, and his accounts of his apprenticeship under a modern shaman form one of the most moving and enlightening parts of the book. So if you'd like to learn the secrets of alchemy, tune in and meet a, meet a master of the art. And uh, we wish him luck. He's, he's, he's still writing. And uh, I haven't heard from him lately, but, but he, I think he's doing quite well. And now, following, following that, Enoch Adamson for president in 2024. Uh-huh. On Thursday, August 17th, 2023, we will announce and launch Enoch Adamson's candidacy for president in 2024 on the Hermetic Party ticket. Now, his platform will be the same as it was when he ran in 2020 because the issues are largely the same. Gun control, immigration, race relations, student loan uh, debt, health care, credit card debt, foreign entanglements, UFO disclosures, etc. But in reviewing our 2020 platform, it was pointed out that Enoch had not addressed the homeless problem. And now we have the Ukraine problem, and both of which Enoch will now address in Orwellian and historical analogy. We should be reminded that Enoch Adamson is hermetic and his political and his in his political philosophy. He believes that the American eagle should have both a right wing and a left wing. If he only had one wing, he would just fly in circles and get nowhere. So tune in and let's help make humanity great again. Okay, following that. Poke Runyon interviews Fabian the Wizard. The Hermetic Hour for Thursday, August 24, 2023, will feature a reading of the original introduction to the autobiography of your host, Folk Runyon. This was a fictionalized version in which I, the fiction writer, Folk Runyon, interviews Thabion the Wizard, Folk Runyon. In other words, I am interviewing myself. I decided on this literary device so that I could use fictitious names for people in the book who might not like what I had to say about them. But 
at this date, most of those who might have been offended have passed away. And so the fictional device is no longer necessary. And yet the original is interesting and entertaining in its own right. A good exercise in getting to know yourself, or myself in that case. And then after that, Don Madol revisited with Lady Joe Carson. On Thursday, August 31st, the Hermetic Hour with host Phil Runyon and his guest, Lady Joe Carson of Ferraferia, will recall our adventures in our private Lemurian jungle, a shrouded lost city non way out in the Pacific Micronesia. Lady Joe, having done her 20, our, uh, uh, 2009 film, Dancing with Gael, featuring equally ancient ruins of on Malta, visited Nanmadol a few years after us. Our broadcast tonight is promoted by the recent Netflix and History Channel episodes featuring Graham Hancock and Hatcher Childress, respectively, and respectively both of whom confirm and reprise the physical existence for a pre-Ice Age lost continent in the Pacific, which we presented on video 16 years earlier. Of course, since then, Godeki Tepe, 12,000 B.C., and Ganung Padang, 20,000 B.C., have been unearthed, which we will add to our Lemurian mix tonight. But even these revelations did not satisfy mainstream archaeology. They have been persecuting Hancock for igno- and ignoring Hatcher Childress and are beyond Lemuria, which Childress used to carry in his catalog. Now you can get beyond Lemuria and Lady Joe's Dancing with Gaia from pokerunion.com. So drop in and, and check them out. And, and lastly, the Illustrated Goetia. 2020, with author, well, the the book was, cop, was, was released and copyrighted in 2020, with author Arundel Overman. On Thursday, November 2nd, 2023, the Hermetic Hour with host Poke Runyon will review and discuss the Illustrated Goetia 2020 by Arundel Overman. The author will be our guest and we can guarantee a fascinating discussion that fans of ceremonial magic will not want to miss. How do, this, how do spirits appear? As distorted faces in the magic mirror or as free-floating visions over the triangle? You may be surprised at how much the, the two wizards agree on and how far down the rabbit hole this, discu- this discussion will take you. So tune in. And take notes. Oh, this this was really fantastic. This is one of our greatest shows. Uh, uh, Arundel Overman, and that is his real name, by the way. Uh, Arundel Overman actually actually saw a materialization uh, vision, a vision of Asmodeus, very very much like the one, uh, the drawn version of Asmodeus in in Colin Duplantis. Um, dictionary infernal, and the fact that he saw Asmodeus this way indicates something that we have 
we have been uh, wrestling with for, for years, and that's the idea. Do the goetic spirits just exist in our in our individual imaginations, or they do have, or do they have some kind of a collective, independent, independent uh, existence? And the fact that um, that Arundel saw um, uh, saw uh, Asmodeus appear uh, as as Colin de Clancy had had pictured him indicates that they do have a they do have an independent collective existence. They, in other words, they, they exist. They exist within the universal mind, but outside the individual mind. And that is something that I think is very, very important. And so, this is one you really want to want to. Uh, if you didn't, if you didn't hear it, you really want to listen. You really want to listen to uh, to Arundel and myself uh, exchanging. Uh, experiences in this regard, and of course we we're mentioning Steve Savdo also in this too. Okay, so that that concludes uh, the review of our of our new shows uh, that we did this this last year. Now we put so much work into the bookstore and into into the Book of Solomon's Magic that that that, that cut down on some of our uh, uh, time to be writing writing a script and doing uh, research for the Hermetic Hour. And we, uh, we're we going to try to make up for that this year. In fact, we're going to try to have more guests on. Now, next week, next week I'm going to return to the Cabalion. We have a, uh, a very interesting development is, has occurred with the Cabalion. And uh, right now, Faced with the idea that it isn't just you know the, the last great great revelation was that it wasn't written by three initiates it was written by by William Walter Atkinson and and that was the last revelation uh, but now now <laughs> we we're we're going to have to change that because Mary Greer bless her heart she's a she's a a Golden Dawn writer, Mary Greer has has shown us that the three initiates, yeah, they were the first one was obviously William Walter Atkinson. He wrote it, but Anna Kingsford and her and her uh, companion uh, Edward Maitland, they were the other two writers. They were that the, the make that make up the three initiates, and and their principles, the, uh, Kingsford and Maitland, their their uh, seven principles are almost identical with the um, with the seven principle seven principles in the Kabbalion. So we're going to revisit the Kabbalion next week, and uh, you don't want to miss that one, and. Uh, and until then, Happy New Year and uh, good magic. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 